Hello friends, welcome back. It's great to have you with me. You know, I've had the privilege a couple of times this weekend to be able to go out on my front porch and sit in a cozy chair, beautiful fall day, listen to the birds, my dog curled up at my feet, and the Word of God on my lap. And I've just been doing my best to rekindle the fire. If you listen to my last episode, you know that that's kind of a theme in my life right now, just learning how to stoke the flames and uh, rekindle the heat of my life. And it's also the uh, goal and my prayer for, for these recordings, these devotionals that I'm sharing with you. They're intended just to be kindling, to share with you. They may just be sticks and twigs, but it's my prayer that they will fan the flame of your love for God and for His Word. And uh, so today, the twig that I want to share with you is just a single word. It's actually uh, a, a word that's come to be very special to me. It's a Hebrew word, a beautiful word. And the word is hineni. It uh, doesn't um, translate very easily into English, or at least not exactly. But it's often translated in, in most uh, versions of the Bible as here I am. And I'd like to talk about this word with you tonight because, well, for me, it's just become a symbol of who I want to be and where I want my heart to be. So if you have your Bible with you, I hope you do, I'd like you to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3. It's a passage where this word uh, appears several times, and it gives you a picture of what it means. And it's, this is a this is a familiar story to most of you, but uh, it's filled with just some really beautiful um, uh, examples of what Hanani means. So I'll read now for Samuel chapter 3. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was. These verses just paint a picture for us of the context that that Samuel found himself in this particular evening. Uh, It says that he was just a boy. He's probably a teenager, but he was living there at the tabernacle with the high priest, Eli. And uh, we find that They're living in a time of life that was pretty bleak. It said specifically, in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. I don't know about you guys, but that verse describes many seasons in my life where the word of God was rare, where encounters with God were few and far between, where there were not many visions. That's the place that Samuel was, that Eli was. That's the place that all of Israel was. You'll remember that this book comes right after the book of Judges, which was one of the darkest and bleakest times in Israel's history. And God seemed very distant, and perhaps he does in your life as well. It goes on to say that Eli, his eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see. I think that's a pretty interesting description of all the ways to describe Eli. They talk about his eyesight, but I think it's more than just uh, a picture of an old decrepit man who's coming to the end of his years. It's also a symbolic picture of where he is spiritually. I say that because words about vision and sight and beholding and revelation are interwoven all throughout this entire chapter. 
it's as if it's a theme that the author is trying to uh, impress upon us about true sight, true vision. And it's as if they're saying that Eli was not only coming to the end of his life, but he was, he was drifting from God so that his vision of God was almost gone. He was, he was nearly blind spiritually. And uh, he, he, he was lying down in his usual place, it says. Uh, guys, I got to ask you, how many of you are lying down in your usual place, wondering why your vision has faded so dramatically? why the fire has gone out. The next verse says that the lamp of God had not yet gone out. And again, I'll stop there because that's not just a physical description. It is that. It's describing that there's a candlelight, uh, a candelabra there in, 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 the, in the tabernacle and it hadn't burned down yet for the evening. But I believe it's also the spiritual sense that the light of Israel was growing very, very dim, desperately dim. But... It had not yet gone out. I find in this verse a glimmer of hope that God had not yet abandoned his people completely. And God has not abandoned you. The light in your heart has not yet gone out. If it had, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. But he is still present in your life. And the lamp of God has not yet completely darkened. But there was Samuel lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark was where the ark was. He was lying down. He slept just a few feet from the Ark of the Covenant. Think about that. I don't know about you guys, but I I, I grew up. When I was a teenager, I, I basically grew up in the church. My family went to church two or three times a week, but I may as well have been sleeping that whole time. I was so close to the presence of God, but I was sleeping through all of it until God called me and woke me up. And that's where we find Samuel. Because into this dark, bleak hour, this, this twilight in the history of Israel, a voice rang out. And it was the voice of God. And he was calling Samuel. Verse 4. Then the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel answered. And you know what he said? He said, Hineni. Here I am. At least that's how it's translated. Hineni comes from the Hebrew word for behold or see. If you were to translate this word literally, it would be behold me. Look at me. Look, here I am. Behold, here I am. But it's more than just seeing. It's more than just saying, announcing yourself. This is the word that says, that, that, a, that a son would say to a father when he, um, an obedient son would say to a father when he gave him an assignment. In fact, uh, Joseph said this when his father Jacob said, go and find your brothers and see how they're doing. You remember his, his corrupted bully brothers who hated him. What did he, Joseph said? He said, Hineni, very well, as you wish, at your service, father, I will do that. Here I go. That's the picture of what Hanani is all about. It's about a servant or saying to his master or a son to his father, here I am, ready to listen. This is, the, the word Hanani is the same word that Abraham said when God came to him and said, Abraham, I've got a task for you. Abraham said, Hanani, here I am. And God said, go and sacrifice your son. And you remember that story, how with tortured heart, Abraham took his 
only son, the son whom he loved, and took him up on the mountain where God showed him and raised the knife above his head. And only then did God call again and he said, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham responded, Hanani, here I am. You see me. You see, you've got my attention. I'm listening and I'm ready to hear whatever it is you have to say. And Abraham discovered a bit of the heart of God that day when God rescued him and his son. Hanani is the same word that, that Moses said when he was out in the desert with his flock of sheep and a bush exploded into flame in front of him and started talking to him and calling him by name saying, Moses, Moses. And what did he say? Hanani, <laughs> you've got my attention. Here I am. Behold, I am at your service. Hanani is the same word that Isaiah said. When, when he was transported through a prophetic vision into the very presence of the temple of God in heaven itself, seeing God Almighty high and lifted up, beholding his, becoming convicted of his depravity and sinfulness, but be purged by the coal taken from the fire attached to his lips. And then God called out, Whom shall I send and who will go for me? And Isaiah said, Hanani, send me. Here I am. Behold, here I am at your service. I'm not much to look at, but I'm all I've got to give. Behold me. I'm listening. So that's this word that was on the young boy Samuel's heart when he heard his name called. He simply said, Hanani. But in this particular instance, in Samuel, he didn't, the boy Samuel didn't know who was calling him. He assumed it was just the only other person in the vicinity, Eli, the high priest. And so he runs over to where he was sleeping and he says, Hanani, here I am. You called. But of course, Eli hadn't called. He says, I didn't call. Go back and lay down. So he went and lay down. And again, the Lord called, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Hanani, he who called me, my son, Eli said, I did not call. You can see him just wiping the sleep out of his eyes, just annoyed as all get out. Go back and lie down. And then verse 7 tells us something so profound about where so many people find themselves. Verse 7 explains Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Wow. Samuel didn't know the Lord because the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And why not? Remember back in verse 1, in those days the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. Guys, how many of you find yourself wondering where God is when things get tough? Where God is when you don't understand what's going on in your life? I can tell you that, that is, there's nothing that will dim your fire more than when you, when you have an absence of the vision of God. And this verse tells us that we cannot know God unless the Word of God is revealed 
to us. It's op- our eyes are opened to the Word of God. And this whole chapter, I think, is a lesson explaining to us how someone can come from a place of sleeping in the temple to a place of being transported into heaven, seeing the visions of God and hearing hearing God's voice. I believe the point of this chapter is to paint a picture of what it looks like, what are the instructions for us to go from a place of sleeping in the very presence of God, sleeping in the temple, to a place where we hear the voice of God, where our eyes are opened and the Word of God is revealed to us. Why were the visions rare in that time? I believe it was because there were so few hearts that were ready to listen. There were so few hearts like Samuel's, hearts that had been shaped by the word Hanani. Here I am. Guys, God is not going to reveal himself to you or to me until we learn to respond with a heart that says, here I am, you've got my attention. I'm at your service. And that that is the character that Samuel had. So in verse 8, it says, The Lord called Samuel a third time. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Hanani, here I am. You called me. And then Eli realized that it was the Lord calling the boy. And this next verse, I think Eli shares maybe one of the only times that in his in his sad life where he actually gives a word of godly counsel. He tells the boy, Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went down and lay in his place. And then something absolutely extraordinary happens. You got to put yourself in Samuel's (laughs) sandals at that moment. He is just learned that the voice that he thought was Eli's wasn't Eli's at all. The high priest just told him that the voice he heard actually was the voice of the Creator, Almighty God. And and he was instructed to go back and lie in his bed and wait there and see if the voice would come again. So there he is lying on his mat, not falling asleep this time, I'm quite sure, just sitting there wondering, wondering what this could mean, wondering who this was that was talking to him. Where was this voice coming from? And what did he have to say? And he's probably rehearsing those words that Samuel gave to him over and over and over again. I've got to say the right things. I've got to say the right things. He could call me again at any time. And the most extraordinary thing happens. Verse 10. The Lord came and stood there. Listen to that. The Lord came and stood there. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that looked like or felt like. or, But something extraordinary was happening in Samuel's life. Something that God wants to do in my life and your life. I'm convinced of it. He stood there calling as at other times. This time he called his name. He called him by name twice. That's significant. He called Abraham, Abraham twice. He called Moses, Moses twice from the burning bush. And now he says, Samuel, Samuel. 
And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Guys, those are profound words, and I want them to sink deep in your heart. I told you I was just going to share one word with you, Hineni, but if you'll let me, I'd, I'd like to tell you the Hebrew of these words as well, because it's just four simple Hebrew words. Daber ki shomea avdeka. Speak, for your servant is listening. Daber ki shomea avdeka. Samuel, lying in his bed, shaking, nervous, I'm certain he was just frightened. Daber ki shomea avdeka. Speak. For your servant is listening. Guys, these need to be the words that form the refrain of our hearts. These words ought to be written in indelible ink on the front page of our Bible. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Hineni, I'm here. You got my attention. I'm not much to look at, but behold, this is me. I'm all I've got to give you, but I give you all I have, and I'm going to listen. Whatever it is you need to tell me, whatever it is you want to say, I'm listening. You have my full attention. Hineni. You know, it's pretty interesting how many times God had to call him before he had his attention, or at least before he had his properly directed attention. I guess I'm like that too. I, I sometimes, I think God has to bang me over the head over and over before I really get what he's trying to tell me. Often it's at work. I have a pretty difficult job. I think I've talked about that before. It's, I have these days that are just um, stressful and straining and, and I have quarterly reports that are due and I've got deadlines that I'm missing and I've got cantankerous people that I'm working with and computer glitches that are frustrating me time and time again. And my frustration gauge is just pegging out and I'm wondering, God, why is it so hard? Why is this so difficult? Why do these problems not seem like they're getting better? They seem like they're getting harder. Recently, I was, as I was going through that frustration in my mind, I felt like God said, the reason I can't take you on from these lessons is because you haven't learned the lesson that I am here trying to get your attention. And so more recently... I've tried to apply this passage to those frustrations. And I've been trying to discipline my heart to say, whenever the frustrations just mount up at work, I try to pause and take a deep breath. I close my eyes and say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I don't know how God's trying to get your attention, guys. But I do know that He is. That He is trying to get your attention. He is trying to wait. He is waiting he knows that the, that the candles are burning low in your heart, but he's waiting until you have a heart that is ready to listen. Samuel had cultivated a posture in his heart where he was on his knees before his Lord saying, I am ready to listen to what you want to say. So now I'm trying to, to, to craft that own heart in my own. I'm trying to cultivate that posture in my own heart every morning when I wake up in the, in, in, when I still have my head on the pillow, I try to remind myself to say those words. Daber 
Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I'm here, Lord. I don't know what you want to say. Sometimes I'm really hard of hearing. Sometimes I don't even recognize your voice. But I want to. I want to be like the sheep who follow the shepherd because they recognize his voice. I want to be like my dog who comes when I call his name. I went jogging today, as I often do with my dog, down to this park. And at the park, it's fenced and gated, so I let him off leash. And he just has the time of his life. He's just delighted. And when it's time to go, he'll run back to the gate and get ready to go. But today, I wanted to go out a different gate. The reason I let him off leash is because I know that all I have to do is call his name, and that's what I did. I whistled and called his name, and he took off running, dashing towards me, full gallop, full throttle. He was like, wait, that's not the game we went out yesterday, but that's where you want to go today? Okay, here I come. I'm all yours. Full throttle towards, towards me. Lord, that's what I want to be. I want to be listening to you so attuned to your voice, so trained to hear your whistle that all you have to do is call my name and I'll say, what, we're going that way today? I didn't expect that, but I'm all yours. And then I will come to him full sprint, full throttle. So Lord, here I am. Shape me, speak to me, help me to hear you, whatever it is you want to say. Now. Samuel might have been a little afraid because the last, if you go back and read the chapter that came right before this, there was a prophet that came to town that brought a message to Eli that was very painful and very upsetting. And, and Samuel might have thought, oh, I, I'm not sure I want to hear what God has to say. I'm not sure I like the, the, the idea of God coming and saying something like that to me. But he fought through that fear and he said, Hineni, Shemeah of Dekah. So guys, if you are finding yourselves in a dark temple where the candles are growing low, if you find yourself sleeping in the presence of the Ark of the Covenant, I want to ask you to reshape the posture of your heart, to train yourself to be a listener so that the Word of God can come alive in your heart, that the Word of God may be revealed, because we cannot know God until the Word of the Lord is revealed to us. But The Word of the Lord will not be revealed to us unless we've cultivated a heart to listen like a servant. When this chapter ends with these verses, this description of Samuel, the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up. And he let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan and recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord continued to appear at Shiloh. And there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. Guys, if you open this book and it is shallow and thin and dry and sleepy, I want to ask you to reposition your heart to say, God, I don't think I'm hearing you quite right. I don't know if I understand or recognize your voice correctly, but I want to. Here I am. Speak, for your servant is listening. Lord God, I thank you for my friends 
who are hungry to fan the flame of their soul. Lord, we come before you with a hungry desire to know you better. We come facing the drought of our own lack of hunger, our own lack of vision, our own blinded eyes, where we're sleeping in our same old place and our eyes have grown dim, but we want to hear your voice. We want to see your face. We want you to reveal yourself to us as you revealed yourself to Samuel through your word. So bring your words alive in our hearts. Rekindle the flame, Lord. We can't do it on our own. Only you can do that. All we bring to you is a hungry heart and a heart that says, Hanani, speak for your servants are listening. Amen.